Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So many talking points and narratives forming uh, and have formed during the Australian Open. It's hard to know where to start. I feel like so the same time uh, thing every time we speak to uh, this man. But great to have him on the line. Plenty to talk about with Brett Phillips, our SEN tennis guru, all thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. BP, top of the morning to you. Uh, good morning, gents. Uh, one week down and, yeah, big second week to come. Oh, well, before we review, maybe let's do a little bit of previewing because uh, as far as uh, we're concerned, we're invested uh, in the Demon and uh, Demon or up against the Joker tonight. Really looking forward to it. The Joker will talk about the hamstring, but his credentials um, need no further explanation. And we're really liking the form of uh, Demonor in the lead-in and what he's offered so far, BP. How do you assess yeah. it? Yeah, well, we do. We do, absolutely. I reckon the conversation around the uh, the office, you know, the drip trade of the ASM would be, gee, uh, we'd love him to win tonight. Uh, do we genuinely believe he can win hand on heart? You know, it feels like a, it's a huge uh, mountain for Alex to climb. And this is where... You know, he's trying to get to, you know, taking one of the big guys down, being able to get to, you know, a regular quarterfinal in a slam rather than just being that third, fourth-round guy. Look, the hard thing to tell is with Djokovic. Depending on who you talk to at Melbourne Park, uh, Sam, you'll talk to someone and they'll say, no, he's impeded. He's not, he's not uh, totally right. You'll ask the next person and they just scoff. And they say, come on, mm. he's done this before. Feigning injury, a bit of drama out on the court. He shows all this emotion uh, is he trying to put off his opponent? I mean, we just don't know the extent fully of that hamstring. We're watching carefully. We're in the bunker. We've got a bird's eye view. We watch every point, you know, stretching to the forehand or backhand. And, you know, he's, he's pulling up a little bit lame at times, but he's still here. And he's the formidable force in the draw, isn't he? I mean, you know, if, he, if he's at his best, you know, who stops him in the next week? Because he's owned this title. Uh, but Alex, look, if... Um, if he can get some free points, get through his service games, get some free points, but just take the take the game on. I mean, Alex loves getting forward. He's always trying to get inside the court. Djokovic is the absolute pro in pushing you back because he hits with so much depth and he just dominates those baseline rallies. But I think Alex has got to take a lot of risk and hopefully get some reward. And, and, and look, who knows? Who knows what could happen? But Djokovic clearly you know, starts as the favourite. Yeah, uh, he certainly does, uh, BP, and, and I, I'm with you a little bit. I, I keep thinking every time he's been asked and challenged in this tournament so far, mm. hamstring or not, he responds, and you think, yeah. I'm not sure there's anything wrong here. Yeah, well, that's the thing, Simon. We, don't, we just we don't totally know, and obviously every uh, sports person plays with you know different pain barrier and what they can handle. I mean, he's built himself into an incredible athlete, um, you know, through just... Um, you know, fine preparation, dotting every I, crossing every T from, you know, what he puts into his body, how he trains. And, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, it's, it's been rare for him to get any sort of soft tissue injuries or have a, sort of any leading issues to tournaments. So we just don't totally know. But he wants to win this title. And, you know, the day off between matches certainly helps for him to recuperate as, as best he can. And, yeah, we'll see uh, see how it all looks aesthetically tonight. There always seems to be a um, with the better players. You know, there, there's part of their game that's just sensational. Djokovic, people turn a bit, 
talk about his return of serve. You know that that mm. just keeping that ball in play and and not only in play but you know deep and and hard to return. You know is is, is a real ace in his pack. Does Alex Demonor have that ace in his pack yet in his tennis? Whether that be through strength or experience, are, are we going to see something in his game that someone says? Or it's his serve, or it's his return, or it's his backhand cross court. Is, is there is there something that can, uh, yep. I suppose, make a difference for him to be a third round player to a semi final or a Grand Slam winner? Well, the serve. There's definitely more pop on the serve um, for Demonor. Whether you're serving an ace or whether you're just hitting your spots, it's not so much not so much how many aces you serve, but hitting your spots. And that doesn't mean your serve has to be at 200 plus kilometres an hour either. I mean, the best players. You know, vary their serve. Um, they'll, they'll throw in the kick serve. You know, it might only be 180 k's, but they put into an area of the service box that is just almost impossible to retrieve. Or, you know, if you do get a racket on it, you're not getting a great response back into play. So that's that's more the key um, for Alex. So I think he's he's definitely got more pop on his serve as he's got a little bit more physically stronger. Uh, look, I think his his ability to um, push his opponent around the court and take the ball early is his biggest asset. And, you know, I think that's always sort of been part of his DNA, but he knows... So he plays with such fine margin because he knows he can't afford to drop anything short against these very good players because they just they just pick you off. Um, so, but, you know, that, that's where errors can come as well because you've been forced uh, against these good players who uh, force you to come up with a really, really good shot. So it's, it's, it's all a little fine margin stuff, you know, with Alex. He'll hey, never die wondering. No, he won't. And the events of yesterday, BP, I love the Sebastian, the Seb quarter story. You know, 25 years after the old man won here, he's through to a, a quarterfinal. Uh, seven, uh, six in the fifth, ten, seven in the tiebreaker against Hercats. Yeah, it's hard not to like this young guy. Uh, brilliant to listen to. He's got a, got a big game that I think is... Still a work in progress. I mean, he plays her catch yesterday, who's 10 in the world. Uh, Seb came in as 29, so there's not that much of a gap between them. But he's trying to get to where you know, her catch has been the last couple of years, and that's top 10. He's um, <clears throat> he's a pretty chilled uh, quarter. Nothing seems to phase him too much. He keeps the same demeanour. Uh, but as he said in the interview with Jim Curry, yeah, I'll, let it, I'll let it all out in the shower uh, after the game. <laughs> I don't know if he needs to get too excited because the man coaching him, uh, Radek Stepanek, the former world number eight, who the cameras are on the whole game, and Radek's showing all the emotion. Um, and I thought he was going to get the worm out at one stage yesterday, which was his trademark uh, back in the day. But uh, Radek used to be a great volleyer. And that's what they're trying to do with quarter now, saying, you know, you've got this big wingspan, get in. You've got to be the all-court player, which, you know, Sitsi passes. Uh, become he's been the leader of that next gen pack as that all court player and if you can get in and uh, get to the net and close out points you've got a big advantage so yeah Hutchinov uh, quarter Gee, that's a that's a really good quarter final that I think's got some distance in that match as well yeah and in the women Igus Fiontek she's gone uh, women's top seed uh, of course bundled out by Elena Rybakina the the Wimbledon champ who was I don't know if she's using court thirteen early on as a bit of fuel BP but she's firing. <laughs> Yeah, well, we saw it at Wimbledon last year. When she's on, and she's got one of the best serves in women's tennis, and she's lethal off the ground if she finds her range, and she's almost impossible to play when everything works perfectly. And Sviontek just couldn't dictate. She loves to step in and direct the ball to all corners. But, yeah, I mean, she's only going to be a little bit off eager, even though she's clear in terms of rankings points. The margins are small. Ostapenko beats Coco Goff, so we don't get the quarterfinal we wanted, Sam, but... 
Uh, Jessica Pagula is the one to watch in this second week. I think we've all learned the Jessica Pagula story. She's the highest seed left, never been past the quarters of a major. She's striking the ball as, as good as I've ever seen her. She's definitely um, got more firepower in her game, and she's got the look, too, that I want to win one of these Grand Slam titles. So, yeah, her, Sabalinka, Garcia, they're the, the top three left, and it's hard to split them. Uh, Sitsipas was fantastic last night. Mm. Uh, won those first two sets, and then Sinner came right back at him. What wonderful game of tennis! Unfortunately, I left after two sets, Brett, because yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. you know, I think uh, he'll, he'll just be—he's just, you know, too strong and and too consistent here, Sitsipas. But he, he turned it on his ear, Sinner, and uh, gave himself a great chance of uh, progressing, not quite getting there. Yeah, if you think back to the corresponding match the year before in the quarterfinal where Sitsipas blew Sinner away, it was a little bit of redemption. When he was two sets down, I, st- I still think we thought, gee, Sinner could, um, he could sort of reverse the scoreboard here. And he, look, certainly in those first two sets, Simon, he kept going to the, the forehand of Sitsipas far too often. And that, that's where all the winners were coming off. And this is, I think, the value now of the coaching court side and you can clearly tell Darren Cale and Co just pepper his backhand a little bit more and that's where in that third and fourth sets the errors were coming off the backhand which he is he, a single hand he doesn't always have as much control and get over the top of that backhand but then since he passed yeah when the whips were cracking in the fifth set you know game of momentum shifts he, he just had the edge over Yannick so Yannick's trying to get to where since he passes and yeah as we see five sets the margins are yeah, they're pretty close. And uh, BP, Scoob was uh, a bit taken by Yannick Sinner's appearance, you know, um, especially after watching Berrettini earlier. You know, the red hair, he, he, he couldn't believe he was Italian. In fact, Chris in Bateman's yeah. base text in to say, I said exactly the same thing to my missus while watching the tennis last night, Simon. And a quick Google search tells us that only 0.57% of Italians have red hair. So, yep, it's very rare. There's a bit of yeah. trivia for you, BP. Absolutely. Well, he's right up in the north where they're a little bit more fair than the south of uh, Italy. And he's right near, I think he's from a town right near the Austrian uh, border. Ah. They could have been a skier, as we know. And he speaks, um, I think, fluent German as well. So, yes, when you first look at him, you don't don't pick the Italian, that's for sure. You're not not, uh, suggesting an Austrian skier sort of cross the boundary, are you? Cross the border. (laughs) Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll dig a bit deeper, Simon, this week. <laughs> BP, great to have you on, mate. Uh, you're doing a fantastic job and, and so much to, still to look forward to in this second week. I look forward to our chat tomorrow. Indeed, Damon Djokovic, yeah, 7 o'clock tonight. Look forward to it.